here we are bottom of the smash mountain i would like to thank my supporters over at patreon.com slash bsm pod for continuing to support me and what i'm doing i'm very very pleased to bring to you another to to the podcast one of the favorite groups of people to talk to in the melee and in general smash community because to's help keep things rolling give us such great excellent tournaments to look forward to be at weeklies locals regionals or majors super majors and then today shmiz who hails from the uh the the country that's above the united <laughs> states I'll, I'll try to be as general as i can but very excited yeah. to talk to you because i love hearing i love hearing about uh canadian smash I've, I've i've spoken to a few people from that side of things before but it's so cool to have you on today shmiz thank you so much for joining me yeah absolutely um it's a pleasure i have watched a couple of your videos actually i mean i believe the first one i did see was the one that's pinned on your twitter um because that one just got a lot of attention obviously with uh with uh uh ppu so um i really like the format and i really like the you know free form style of interview slash podcast vibe that you have um and then slum tagged me in uh, your thread once and i was like oh this is this is this is cool um i feel like i don't have the exact clout for it. Uh, sorry, I feel like I don't have the exact clout for this, but uh, we'll get there someday. <laughs> I'm sorry that this isn't radio melee, but here at on the on the on this particular podcast, I love speaking to people who like melee, and so there's a really big group of people who like melee. And obviously, I guess it would be impossible to have everybody on. Maybe I don't want everybody on. I don't know. I, for people who I think are cool and do melee stuff, it's a, mm -hmm. it's a, it allows me to speak to people that aren't just TOF and PPU who are great guests, sure. and they, they, they do that really, really well. It's fun. It's fun to talk to people who you watch play or commentate, and you go, wow, they're so cool. But it is equally as awesome, the prospect of being able to talk to people who just keep things moving, who either play the game on a semi-competitive semi scale or who like doing artwork or music or or the TOing stuff, of course, you being, that that's your primary role within Melee. But yeah. you did not start off as a TO. I know that there are some people who get into it really, really quickly. I think Wisely, uh, shout outs to Wisely, started TOing within within the first few tournaments he attended just locals he would start helping with pools and doing all that kind of stuff out in minnesota so that's really fun but for you when you first got into melee what was the thing that drew you in what got you into the game um so competitively for or just from like a spectator standpoint um i didn't really know about competitive melee before my first year in university so that would have been the 2017 2018 year um and from there, uh, I go, sorry, let me just preface with, I'm from Toronto. Um, I go to the University of Toronto, um, and we have a Smash Club there that primarily focuses on Melee. Um, there is also an Ultimate one, but the one I am a part of primarily focuses on Melee. Um, so I had a bunch of, you know, upper year friends in, like, at the school who were super into Melee because uh, we had a setup in our, like, lounge area. So you could pretty much see doubles going on at all times because there was one setup. And obviously when there's one setup in a lounge where people come and go, you're not going to see people just doing singles. <laughs> um, and so I started to just, you know, just play doubles without really having any male experience. Um, I had done a little bit of brawl in high school and that's about it. 
um smash 4 was just you know a, a very casual period of my life i just it was like oh this is a cool new smash game i play i played the brawl version back back when it first came out in like in like 2007 um and uh so when i finally got into melee um i think the first uh live set or the or like the like one of the first things that i saw that drew me to you know want to f- like actually be in melee more than just a than just a casual individual um was the hbox moment at like at uh, evo 2016 i just saw that in like in, in like one of the one of the compilations i was looking at, i'm like hmm maybe i should just you know see what's out there in terms of melee content and then um the evo moments list showed up um so i went through that i'm like oh that that is so incredibly hype and emotional and obviously you know people that get into people like people that aren't super familiar with the competitive scene just generally i feel like are going to be attracted to the hype that it offers to you as a spectator um before you look at any of the other aspects of of uh, of competitive melee so that's what got me into melee um and then my first live set that i ever saw was i believe um gtx 2017 sorry live live tournament g uh gtx 2017 um where it ended with hbox our armada grands so yeah um big big hbox fan <laughs> um from the start um uh and obviously you know me be, being an engineering student i could you know relate to his aspect of, of of his melee career um just a little bit and i felt like that uh relation was enough for me to want to be a part of the community more. There's a couple of different um, things happening there that I love a lot, which is mm-hmm. there's always going to be a certain draw that Melee has because it's such a fun game to watch. And you don't have to understand everything that's going on in the first couple of things that you see because it's pretty clear that when one character is flying away and everybody's freaking out, something cool just happened. Yep. So. Even if you don't play the game on a regular basis, if you've played it once or twice, that's enough for you to understand the basics of the game. And so you can see someone moving so much faster and doing something really cool on the screen to their opponent and you just go, wow. But I also love, it's the storyline stuff. When you saw Hungrybox in that Evo compilation and then you see a live tournament, you weren't there at GTX. You were just watching no, this no, on the no. stream. Uh, yeah. Right. I was just watching the stream, yeah. And yet again, it's the same scenario because you would have seen after that compilation, you probably read or saw the entire grand final set for Evo 2016. So you know that this is the same scenario. Hungrybox is coming out of losers. Yep. It's been a bit of a tough top eight to get up there, but these are the number one and number two seeds. One of them is supposed to win, so here we go. Yep. And yet again, it's another game 10, and it's just, oh, yeah. it's wild that in the last game on Yoshi's Story, which is, of course, a strong counterpick for Armada to go very, against Hungrybox so. with, and yet he's almost just smiling the entire time he's making that comeback. <laughs> I remember that very vividly. Hbox is three stocks to one down, and he just, and he just smirks. Without even looking at the camera, he just, he just, he just lets out a little chortle. And, and then he wins. <laughs> um, and, you know, big, I don't know. I, I feel like I've always been a big fan of the energy that Hbox brings to, like, IRL Melee. Um, like, just as a player, you know. As a person, don't know him very much beyond him being a streamer and a, a, a competitive player. And I feel like it's unfair for me to judge any of those aspects of, uh, of his life. And, that, and, and that's what I try to do 
you know, in a community like this where people sort of are quick to idolize um, top players and uh, pretend that they know them as 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 people when really we only know them as uh, their competitive persona. Um, obviously, content pieces like this and the Smash Talk has let us, you know, dive a bit deeper into people's personal lives a bit more and their motivations and how they've uh, grown as a as a, a melee competitor. And I feel like those content pieces are super important for this sort of emotional connection that competitive melee provides. And I feel like that's one of the biggest reasons that we're still going. Because without the storylines or without those emotions, uh, melee is not as hype as it is. Um, and uh, yeah, pretty much. Uh, I'm, I, I just love this game, dude. And uh, there really isn't a reason uh, that I can say in a single sentence. But uh, it's just a summation of so many different things that have attracted me and have kept me here uh, in my growing roles in the melee community. And uh, like, whether it's among my friends at my university, or whether it's in some top players discord, whether it's, you know, running my online bracket, running my in-person bracket, or just playing unranked. <laughs> um, there's just, there's just always something that, that gets me torqued whenever I started up. And uh, um, I hope I can, you know, stay excited about this game for years to come. So we all know the balloon thing. It goes up when it has helium inside of it. Yep. One of the things that I used to be amused by, and I'd be amused by this for more than just a couple of minutes. My parents were probably like, this is the key to get Jesse to hold still. Just give him a balloon <laughs> that has helium in it. Because what I would do is I would hold the string and let the balloon come up. I'd flick my wrist and bring it down just off of one flick. I wouldn't pull it down with my entire arm. I'd pull it down because I would want to see how little motion can I do here to get it to come all the way back down. And so it would just, you know, just come down and then it would go up and come down and go up. But the reason why I'm bringing this up is because it makes me think about when I first found out about Melee, it was 2006, I should say competitive Melee in 2006 on YouTube, some of the first videos like PC Chris versus Ken at MLG New York. I would see that and I'd go, oh, wow, that's so cool. Oh, I would love to do that. And I would try short hopping laser with Falco, yeah. you know, the very next day, that kind of <laughs> stuff. But I didn't go to tournaments. I didn't like delve further in. I didn't get a Smashboards account. And every now and again, I'd be minding my own business through the years on YouTube and I'd see something new come out. I would see the documentary and go, oh, I really want to go, but I probably shouldn't. I don't know. Maybe it's not for me. Like I give my excuses to get out or to, to stay away, I should say. So in other words, there'd be these tugs on my heart of melee and I would keep yeah. getting close to the bottom of that funnel where I'm a, become an obsessed crazy person that does a hundred plus <laughs> podcast episodes about melee, but I wasn't there until 2018. And even still, I wasn't podcasting until the beginning of last year of 2021. So what I like hearing from you, and I think this is true for a lot of people, it usually takes more than one thing. And I think that's not a bad, that's not bad by the way. Melee is not the only thing in life where if you see something that's really cool or hear a song that's really cool, you might not even ask yourself, who's the artist? Where can I listen to this song again? Maybe you just enjoy the experience in that moment. The radio plays another song and you move on. But then when you hear it a second time, you go, I'm not letting it get away this time. I'm going to find out yeah. what the song is. And then you put it on your playlist. You're good to go. Mm -hmm. Melee can be that way as well. And what I like hearing is that there are multiple instances where maybe you were, or maybe occasionally you might feel that 
that floating up, you're kind of floating away from the game and the community, but then something pulled, tugs you back down and now you're back in the deep in the sauce yet again, Shmi. So oh, yeah. tournament organizing is part of this. I'd love to mm -hmm. hear about some of your first tournament experiences and then how it gets you into where you say to yourself, I could run tournaments. I could do this house fest, or I know, I know a guy who knows a guy who knows a guy at a bar or whatever. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. yeah, by all means. Yep. Um, right. So, I mean, I feel like it's not too complicated of a story, but it is, you know, multiple different experiences that sort of, uh, combined to get me here. Um, so like I said, I started at the university. Uh, we used to run a smash club. Um, I just started off by, you know, going to their weeklies on Wednesdays and, and we, and we had like this little basement area Oh, my mic. and, and, and we had this little basement area, um, where we had what, like eight CRTs. Um, and we would give or take get like 20 to 30 people weekly, um, just because the university is big enough and it's right in downtown Toronto. So, I mean, Toronto is a very active region in terms of how many players we have. Um, so people would, you know, come to any weekly that's sort of easily accessible and being a university, there's public transit all like, uh, just all around. So, um, I would see all different levels of skill. And I would be like, damn, um, I can barely move in this game. But um, I'm just going to, you know, go into the deep end because I feel like that's how a lot of people just start. <laughs> They're like, people don't, you know, <laughs> I mean, maybe now, now, like now that we have so many tools to practice and whatnot. But back like three or four years ago, I felt like even the newcomers sort of just started playing and then they either, you know, felt the energy and, and, you know, feel and get better, or they just sort of fizzled out into casuals slash spectators. Um, so for me, it was a little bit different. Um, I went into my first bracket. I got absolutely destroyed by I think two Falcos, um, and I was like, "Damn, this character is is crazy." <laughs> um, I don't really have. Uh, I I don't know what to do. And uh, um, so from there, uh, I started, you know, helping out the actual executives of the club to like uh put the setups up uh take the tvs down put them in their closet you know just just general stuff to do with uh, tournament organizing um from there i started uh you know making sure people went to their sets while also playing my own and just tried to get involved so that i could become so that i would have a reason to stay active not just as a player um because I liked the game and I wanted to give myself that reason. So uh, started off, you know, like I said, by calling sets, by uh, recording set scores for a couple months. Um, so this is all like early 2018, uh, pretty much. And uh, from there, I started watching more Melee. I started playing more Melee and I finally started, you know, practicing a bit on my own. Um, oh, yeah, just to, you know, let the viewers, I mean, the people that know me know, know that I play Pikachu. But uh, just to let you and the rest of your audience know, I am a pretty much you know dedicated Pikachu player. Um, the reason I play Pikachu is because I started my Smash life with Brawl, and in the Brawl opening cinematic, uh, Pikachu thunders like three characters off of him, <laughs> um, and they go flying, and I'm like, damn, that is really cool. So uh, I play Pikachu in Brawl as well. Um, so I was like, you know what, might as well carry over this, this little mouse Pokemon that I kind of know what his, what his moveset is about. So hopefully it translates. It did not translate <laughs> whatsoever. Um, so 
I started playing him. I started practicing on my own in training mode. I got 20x. I got the 20xx ISO um, on my <laughs> on my HP laptop. Let's <laughs> um, go. And I was like, uh huh. This is uh, this feels a little different than CRT. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but you know, just trying out the little things or just getting to know a little bit more about the mechanics of the game on my own definitely helped my experience. Um, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to lie. I like my first set win is probably not as memorable as I wish it were. <laughs> um, like I think it was just versus a Fox who was not more than like a year into the game. Um, and I was what, like maybe six months into the game at, at, at the time. Um, so I was like, damn, I won a best of three versus a fox. This is so sick. Maybe uh, I'm not going to be an O2 or forever. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you know how every new person that gets in the melee has this vision and, you know, is like, oh, I want to be the next Mango. I want to be the next H-Box. I want to be the next Armada. Or just like whoever they sort of idolize as their as their uh, competitive goal to, to like strive towards. Yeah, you have a North um, Star for that. Exactly. 100%. And I feel like very few people don't have that sort of vision um i feel like even the top players that we're seeing now you know taking over uh the ranks of the old you know five gods i feel like uh even they had idols um and i feel like anyone that's anyone in this community uh find someone to idolize and i'm not saying it's a bad thing i'm just saying that uh, this game is very much based on inspiration and i feel like you have to be um or, or sorry I feel like you have to hold on to that inspiration to, you know, actively um, just love the game. Because um, I, I, I don't, uh, like for me personally, as like especially, I would not have the drive to play it if the game at top level was not as hype as it was. Uh, and I feel like I can say that's the case with a lot of people. Um, sure, it's fun, you know, being good at your mid-level uh, local but watching a major or just watching a high level tournament or watching the grands of your like local is is a different experience it's like uh it feels sort of surreal sometimes um because you're just like damn that is somewhere that these people have gotten with the amount of practice that they put in and theoretically i could also do that if i were to put in the same hours and just that little slimmer of possibility is enough to keep people hooked onto this game and I feel like that is a very fantastic feeling that uh, isn't uh, as prominent in some of the other esports that I watch. Um, I feel like melee is, is very much built on emotion, like I've said, like, like I've said before. And so that sort of carried me. Um, I went from that to my first tournament, which was like my first, you know, out of uh, out of uh, school tournament, which is Gommel 2019. Um, being in Toronto, easily accessible, I, I, I signed up to volunteer at the sign-in desk, um, which is super sick. What a move. Uh, That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I signed up for that. Uh, I met some great, you know, other people, like some high schoolers, some other uh, people in the community. And I had a great time um, during that weekend, actually. So this was after I'd been helping organize my school's weeklies for about a year. Um, I started in 2018, obviously had the summer off because, you know, my, my school, like, I like because I don't have any summer classes. So I didn't really have a reason to be on campus. And uh, Gomo 2019 was the summer after. So it was basically perfect. I had no school to attend. And um, it was right after the semester ended. So um, here comes May of 2019. 
and uh, I go to, you know, I register to play. And actually, no, I did not register to play for that one. I was going to, but then uh, I was like, hmm, this costs a little bit of money. <laughs> <laughs> no school, um, but also, yes. I know yeah. the stage of life you're in at this time. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Mm-hmm. So that was what? That, that was like second year for me? Uh, or yeah, that, that, was, that was after I finished second year. Um, I was like, hmm, don't really have a job yet. I need to just relax. Maybe I'll just, you know, be a part of the community more before I sort of uh, go all like go full speed into this competitive deep end. Um, and obviously, I played a lot of friendlies that 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 weekend because the sign and desk for people that are you know just getting into melee and you know trying to get involved is one of the most low effort volunteer jobs in all of melee. <laughs> Because you only have to be like you sure you have to be there early, but your job pretty much ends at like noon, um, because that's when everyone's already in in the venue, and you can just go hog a friendly with your group of buddies or your or like the people that you're volunteering with, or just anybody that's at that setup. And people are are really friendly to newcomers, at least in my experience. Um, so that happened. So that weekend was great. I met a lot of top players. Uh, I got. I had some great pictures. Uh, yes, taken. yes. Is that the axe picture on your Twitter profile? Yes, then that, that is that is the axe picture. I was that before I'm, or after grand finals? That was, huh? I have to remember. One second. Let me. That was before. That was not the last day. Oh, phew. Good, 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 good. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, uh, look, I know you got to do what you got to do. You got to get a picture with somebody. Yeah. But boy, after grand finals, when you finish second, especially like that, dude, that mm-hmm. was a very hype grand finals. Um, if you look at the Gamo 2019 vods on YouTube, you can actually see me uh, cheering for Axe right at the stage after he beats Leffen, um, in the in the losers bracket. And that was a great uh, year to be a Pikachu oh, yeah. fan and an Axe fan. Oh, yeah. That was the year Abs- of the Pikachu absolutely. for sure. Yeah. So that was super in, like super inspiring. And I met Axe like three times that, that that whole weekend. I met him with Amsa. I met him with with uh, Esam. Um, and then I also got a picture taken with Mango because, you know, Ma- Mango's insane. Mango's super cool. He won the tournament. Someone handed him a beer, I think, like two seconds after he got off stage from the from like the award ceremony. And then we all just got in line to get pictures with, with Mango. And Mango's just there, you know, holding his beer. <laughs> and, and then we're all just like, oh, that's, this is so sick, dude. Uh, I, I get to take a picture with, with, uh, with Mango. Um, and that was super hype. Um, and just to, you know, mix my TOing into that weekend, um, I was actually also just impromptu asked to help run the Brawl side bracket uh, during Gauntlet 2019 because... Uh, their person didn't show up, I believe was the case. Uh, mm. I, I hope I'm not wrong about that, but I think I remember that, that, that was the case. So I said, Hmm, I've used smash GG before I've used uh challenge before I know how double like a limb brackets work, even though I'm a total noob. Um, and so I ran the brawl bracket. There's so many meta nights in that game, dude. It was like, it was like maybe 20 people in the entire bracket. And I think like 12 of them were meta nights. <laughs> So, um, but luckily the top four was only like two Meta Knights, which is, which is nice. Well, well, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, but then the alternatives were like snake and Rob, which is like, no ICs. Oh, good for you. Yeah. yeah no ICs. Um, I do believe, I don't know if ICs were banned or something, but, uh, I didn't see ICs in the, in, in, in like in the entire bracket. Like, I think the most popular was probably, um, 
it was probably Meta Knight, and then it was, and I think there were like a couple Falcos because Falco has some really weird jank <laughs> in that game. Falco's nice um, in Brawl. Yeah, if that mm -hmm. shine were a natural shine, Falco would oh, be yeah. top three, I think. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I did that. I helped run the Brawl side side bracket on the second day, so the day before, you know, uh, Championship Sunday. Um. So that, that that was really fun. Got to meet some more experienced. Uh, tournament organizers there that were just a part of uh, Gommel's organizing team um, and it was overall great like everyone that was there that was you know quote unquote in like in charge was super nice about anything I asked them um, and they just were like very kind to all the volunteers whether they were experienced or inexperienced and that entire weekend was uh, was a really fun and exciting part of my of my melee journey um, so I'm, I'm really glad that I had that because I haven't gone to a major since mostly cause you know, 2020 happened, school got a little bit busier and then pandemic happened. So, <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, from there, uh, after we went online, um, this is where my main TO experience started where i was no longer just a side to or like you know a co-to just helping out whoever was actually in charge um this is where you know actually took charge uh started doing online brackets for our tournament series at uft at the university of toronto um kept the name the same we just added the word online at the end um so in person it, it was called uh, uh pit smash because uh um Everyone assumes it's a Pittsburgh tournament because it's called Pit Smash. That was me, although I did notice there's not two T's, okay? This is important. Yeah. Pit yeah. is two T's. I don't totally, live in Pittsburgh, totally. but I'm in Pennsylvania, and I know how it works. Yeah. Sorry, I'll let you go. Yeah. Totally an understandable uh, conclusion to come to. But it's called Pit Smash because the area where we had our tournament, that little basement area, um, it's called the Pit. Because it's like the it's like the bottom floor of an uh, of an engineering building, and there's like literally like a sunken pit slash sitting area in that in that basement. So, um, and then our CRTs are like lined up like around the railings of that of 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 the pit. Oh, um, yeah. that seems so cool! I can't believe yeah. I didn't see any pictures of that. Should have gone deeper <laughs> into your Twitter. Um, and, uh, sometimes when like there was nothing going on in the actual pit, we would actually set up grands in like in the pit and then, and then people would yes. just be like around the railings, just like watching Let's and it was go. a super sick experience. Yeah. Even though it, it was like a 25 man local, but it was really fun. <laughs> That's the whole thing. I'd like that there could yeah. be flavors of this. Like I really, mm -hmm. uh, homemade waffles was on, mm -hmm. The Melee Stats podcast, Waiting for Game, and was talking about how one of the tournaments he's finally bringing back over in NorCal is is going to be inside of a movie theater, and they're going to have grand oh, yeah. finals on the big screen. Like, how cool is yeah. that? Like, That's I like that there's uh, flavors to different locals. Mm -hmm. um, I'll see if I can find some pictures for you. Uh, but uh, it was a really cool venue. It was you know on like on 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 campus. So I decided to you know pay homage to the name, keep the name, just add online to it, because I was now doing it from the chair that I'm sitting in right now. <laughs> um, um, so Pit Smash Online started. Uh, we ran 15 iterations of it from the start of the pandemic to, well, I want to say this summer, 
of the like the first summer of the of the pandemic um basically ran it from like january to august ish um uh, so it wasn't a weekly it was actually a, a bi-weekly with a couple of gaps in between which is why there's there, we only did it 15 times um but it ran super well obviously you know free to enter i made sure we were very strictly region locked because internet issues were the first thing um i heard from so many people about you know this is why i don't attend this random online weekly that i know nothing about because it's just because it doesn't have a proper region lock doesn't have proper restrictions people come from all over and just one set from a random person with bad internet connection can just ruin your like entire experience and i feel like melee should not be make or break on one set of your, <laughs> or sorry so like uh someone's melee experience for the evening like just as just as someone entering a local should not be make or break on one set that uh was played at uh not an ideal setting um so we did that um i made the graphics did everything um i do a little bit of graphic design on on the side um just for you know smash people or myself or just any of my friends that 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 need it um so did all that ran the stream yeah, uh, ran, ran the stream all on my own, pretty much. Um, had a couple of my Pit Smash folks come in and commentate when I was tired or busy. Um, but most of the times, it was just me doing solo commentary um, or just, you know, w- w- it was either me doing solo commentary or me running bracket while I had someone else's Discord hooked up to the stream. So uh, it was a big learning experience because from the start to the finish, there were a lot of changes to how the overlay looked and how the experience ran. Um, and I felt like that's sort of the iterative design process. Not trying to get too nerdy here, but that's but that is that is you know the real term for it. That's 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 what happened uh, over the course of fifteen brackets, and we got better and better. People um, didn't complain after the first or second one, really, because the first one ran a little bit slow, just because it was literally my first bracket. I was I was running on my own, um, so uh, we did that. I believe we capped it to 32 entrants just because um, I had school. I had a little bit of a life and we started at like 7 p.m. So they usually ran till like 10 to 12 anyway, because I would like to have as many sets on stream as possible. All best of um, fives, it sounds like, too. Um, it was best of five yeah, in, in, in top 16. Um, gotcha. So that was one of the things I learned. You know, you know what? Let's dive into a little bit of the technicalities of of uh, of of toing these online brackets. Mm-hmm. One of the major com- major complaints that top players and just any people like who stream I hop into while they're in bracket, what they talk about is winners plays out and then it stops, uh, and then losers has to you know waddle behind and catch up before the people in in, in winners are able to play again. So. What I started doing is I started to make um, best of five start in winners earlier than it did in losers by one round. Um, and that changed everything. That like offset how much the winners had to wait by almost like half an hour. Um, so basically, um, if you were in winners, um, I believe that that believe that would make it I believe that would make it top 20 best of five technically, because it was uh, because it was still eight people, like eight people in losers would be in best of five, but at the same time, twelve people in winners would be in best of five. I forget how the actual numbers worked, but 
it was something like that just a one round offset between the best of five and the best of three and it took away that little dead zone of uh people in winners having to wait out for the for the people in losers to play it out um and that helped our downtime on stream a lot actually too because uh obviously our priority was to stream the winner sets but now we could dive into losers because there wouldn't be a huge dead zone of, you know, while well, the losers are still in like their second round and then winners is in like winners finals. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, that's bad. Um, yeah. I mean, it sounds like a big disparity, but, but with 32 people, that's like two rounds apart. <laughs> um, True. So, so like I said, just a lot of little improvements here and there. Um, one thing on the Twitch end that, that really excited me um, was uh, what's it called? The predictions feature that got recently added. Uh, yes. And that is huge for tournaments. That gets you so much chat engagement is an insane. Um, I stream, I have like what? I have like a Pay couple up hundred mods. Followers. Yeah. Mm. I have like literally a couple hundred followers, but every bracket would get pretty much as many entrants as we would have so if like if we had like a, a 20 30 man bracket we would get you know 20 30 viewers consistently um and most of them weren't even the actual people entering most of them were just uh were just friends um uh right could you could you give me a second yeah no worries i'm at, I'm at door no you're fine all right, while we're taking a brief intermission, I would like to talk to you about... No, I don't have a sponsor. I have the Patreon, of course, which you can go check out at bsmpod, you know, patreon.com slash bsmpod. Yeah, I knew that. But I wanted to also say that I will be going to Pound. I will be going to Pound 2022. And the whole idea there is that I'm going to try to be doing all the things. So if any of you who are listening and watching are going to Pound, please hit me up and say hello because I will be there. Alrighty, did we get All you right, back, so, Shmees? Uh, I'm back. Sorry, there was no one at my door. Um, <laughs> it was just it was just the wind because my window's open here, so the air pressure in my room just flung the door open because it because it wasn't properly closed. <laughs> um, <laughs> I got a little bit spooked. <laughs> no, of course that's see yeah. this is no absolutely. <laughs> I'm glad you're yeah. okay first and foremost. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, so yeah, back to uh, Pit Smash Online. Um, so from there, I grew a bit of a following, got a little bit, you know, my opinion mattered 1% more in, in the Melee community. And I was like, yes, this clout, I am, I'm just injecting it into my veins, even though it was like 10 more followers on Twitter. <laughs> um, but obviously it's not for the, it's not for the clout. Like I, I was, I, like I was barely ever on, on, on camera during my brackets. And it was mostly just about giving the people a good stream experience which I feel like some tournaments can do better. Obviously, they get more viewership because they have more players enter and they have larger, and some now even have insane prize pools for online brackets. I was just trying to run a Northeast, uh, what's it called? A Northeast North American Weekly. Um, I was region locked pretty much to... Yeah yeah to like that, the top right of the states exactly that that does yeah. a big part of like making it smaller just by the fact that you can't you're not opening up to the entire north american continent yeah and i feel like that was important because internet issues were probably like one of the scarcest issues we had throughout the entire couple months that we ran the bracket for um people started you know tweeting about it and you know people like 
appreciated the work I did. And it's always nice to be uh, like appreciated, even for some of the smallest efforts that you put into something that, that you really love and are passionate about. Um, so that kept me going. Even though school got busy, I, I kept doing the weeklies. Um, people had a good time. And uh, basically, uh, when the summer happened, uh, we had hope of you know going back to in-person school after that summer. Um, so we ran a big, not a big, but like our final Pit Smash 15, which I marketed super, super hard. I got uh, I got some decent level top players in there. We had our the grand finals of that tournament was uh, Zuppy versus Aklo. Very um, nice. Let's yeah. go Aklo. So that, yeah, uh, Zuppy actually actually won that tournament. Okay, well, hey, I know Zuppy's a really, really good player, <laughs> yeah. but I think Aklo has done that one or two times. Aklo went down to Xanadu Legends mm -hmm. or whatever the tournament was called a, a month-ish ago and mm -hmm. then called everybody out for not entering weeklies or locals. Yeah. <laughs> but as, what as I'm saying is that Aklo backs that talk up. I didn't know that he oh, went yeah. up yeah, to... Because yeah. I was up in Toronto, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm just double-triple checking Toronto for Pit Smash. Yeah. Yep. And then proceeded Toronto to lose for... to Zuppy. Get owned, Aklo, but still, that's really cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Zuppy, fellow Canadian, uh, fellow, you know, Ontario player. Uh, super sick. He's a super cool dude. Um, I've, I've, like, been in his stream a lot recently because he's been grinding the online tournaments. And whenever a player that's at that level and, you know, is, is like, borderline about to break into the top, like, tier of, 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 of players and can really pose a threat... That is when they are at their most entertaining. I feel like, at least for me personally, because the up and coming is, nature of that. You mean? Yeah, it's just it's just so inspirational to watch. I'm this and close like, to being C or two, dude, on the it, on the PG stats <laughs> tier player for 2022. No, dude, Let's go. I genuinely think. If, I mean, obviously, like Zuppy is, is is like busy with school now too. But uh, if he, um, I definitely think Zuppy has top time potential. Um, yeah, and I think I agree. And I think we're only going to see more of it as as he gets better. You know, obviously being a box player, um, he is sort of in the limited population of 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 melee. But that population is now growing pretty, pretty you know healthily. Um, and uh, I definitely feel like just new players or just people that aren't you know super competitive or just newcomers in general getting to experience more people stream their stream their runs even in the smallest tournaments is only going to push the community further. And uh, like everyone always says, Melee is nothing without its, its uh, grassroots. Well, the grassroots are also nothing without, uh, you know, the top players uh, uh, supporting us. So I feel like uh, it has to sort of be a complimentary relationship and it has to be back and forth between uh, us lower level TOs and uh, top players that are passionate about the community and want to see it grow. Um, so huge shout out to Zuppi and Aklo for being in that bracket. That that was that was obviously you know my highest viewed tournament ever, um, and that was the only one with a prize pool. That's 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 what I meant by I heavily marketed it. <laughs> I put in fifty dollars, and so you're gonna uh, get those numbers. We're gonna get those numbers. Make those fifty dollars yeah. count, because if you did that yeah. every time, it'd just be like. <laughs> Yeah, I haven't would, uh, been able to eat meat for two weeks. Oh yeah, that yeah. would be a little bit, a little bit tough on my on my on my student lifestyle. Um, 
but super grateful for that. So that summer happened. I was like, okay, Pit Smash going on pause because we might go back in person. Didn't go back in person. <laughs> um, months went by. COVID uh, restrictions in, in Toronto, in Ontario, no sign of getting better what, like whatsoever. Um, obviously, Toronto has been a little strict compared to the States. Like, I know the States have opened stuff up more than Toronto has. Um, like, even now, our restrictions just got lifted on March 1st. Um, and I know the states have been pretty open for a few months now. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, no, that's about right. I mean, I okay. sort of, I sort of judge it on. Um, I do a little bit of traveling, if you will, for my job. Mm-hmm. So if I see a lot of people wearing masks, then I'm. It's just like reading the room, because I'm doing what I can for myself. You know, wearing masks and everything else. But right. I sort of see what everybody else is doing around me, and it just like it varies from place to place. But for the most part, you're right. Things have been opening up. There's more people out and about. There's less people wearing masks. A little concerning, a little concerning, but yeah. I, I, <laughs> the, Luckily, that, of the course, mask that of course policy, is a, yeah. uh, that's a worldwide thing and less of a, yeah, me sure. problem. Um, luckily, the mask policy in Ontario still in place. Very happy. I love my masks because I actually have some fabric ones now with like the, with like the actual, you know, filters like uh, sewn into them. Oh, so yeah. Like, I know what hmm. you're talking about. Yeah. So I don't have to feel that abrasive texture on my face for hours on end anymore, um, which is which which is nice. And I've and I've gotten pretty used to wearing a mask, and I probably will continue to wear a mask a couple months after the policy gets lifted, um, just uh, as a precautionary you know measure. Obviously, double vax plus boosted, uh, so I am impenetrable, except for obviously that people that can people can still get COVID. So please wear your mask and please be safe. Um, so, like I said, months went went by. We were just waiting for something, some positive news, because I didn't want because I said we were taking a break from online pit smash because I was getting busier, and I didn't want to just um, take a break, come back, and then in person comes back just a few weeks later, because then it would be like hmm, I'm just swapping back and forth between taking a break to going online to waiting for in person to return, um, and uh, and I just figured it would be logistically easier for me to just relax for a bit and just wait patiently for some opportunity. And that opportunity came just at the end of last year. Um, so in the fall, uh, yeah, so this is a, a bit of a time skip now. Um, pretty no much, uh, yeah. Pretty, so we're going from like the end of 2020 to like fall of 2021. Between the end of 2020 and fall of 2021, not much. Slippy, Slippy got released. Uh, I played a lot of Slippy. Uh, I, I'm still bad at the game, but that's whatever. I can wave dash back to ledge now and not SD. Let's go. Easy. Easy dubs. <laughs> um, fall of uh, 2021. Um, some person in the CSGO slash FPS community, I don't want to mispronounce their handle, so I'm not going to say it. because uh, uh, Basically, some verified user. Um, I had just followed them out of like uh, association with other FPS pros and like uh, CSGO players that I follow. Um, so I saw them tweet. Um, Does anybody know anything about running Smash tournaments? I have a friend who owns a bar in downtown Toronto and would like to run something there. And I'm like, this is the most, <laughs> the most insane, insanely specific opportunity <laughs> I've, I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> um, oh. So. I got in there like literally like three minutes after they tweeted. I'm I in there. Them. Yeah, I've I've DM one sec. That's let me. me. Open. Yeah, let me just open the DMs really quickly. Um, <laughs> okay. 
where are we at? Uh, yeah. Oh, so you just you just said so much DMing that you have to scroll so far up. Is that what it is, Schmees? Okay, uh, I see you, dude. I got. It's just a lot of unread DMs. <laughs> I'm just I'm just getting. I'm like I'm like not even getting R bombed. I'm like I'm like I'm just getting you know like the like the level below R bombed. <laughs> it's fine though. Um, most of them are just are just my friends, but that's that's fine. Okay, and so you this also person... know that the the whole thing of this whole thing <laughs> is that people just don't respond until you're holding people a fire to their face. Yeah, I agree. And uh, that goes for people that are literally my friends as well, and not just like insanely clouded verified users on on Twitter. <laughs> um. So I'm like, dude, can you respond? So like, I'll like message my friend on Discord, dude. Can you respond to this thing I sent you on this other, like, on this other platform? And they're like, oh yeah, sure. I saw it. I just figured we would talk about it somewhere else, not on there. I'm like, that's an insane sentence to say, but <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, okay. So this DM, um, November second. Uh, right. I believe their tag is pronounced Launders. Launders. They're based at L A U N D E R S. Launders. Um, so I'm like, hey, I'm a TO that helps run IRL uh, brackets at UFT, and I've solo ran multiple online melee tourneys, and I'd like uh, to know more about what your friend is trying to do. So they said to me, hey, man, uh, one of my friends owns a bar at uh, in, in Toronto called uh, Clinton's Bar. Shout out to Clinton's. They're just fantastic people. And shout out to Daniel, the owner of the bar. Um, I hope you somehow see this. <laughs> so... Uh, they said that he doesn't really know anything about managing that level of esports and whatnot. So then I was like, okay, that's great. I can definitely get involved. Um, if you just, you know, if you want to just uh, connect us somehow, he gave me his number. I texted him and then we got stuff organized about two weeks after that DM. Um, so step one, uh, move all the TVs from campus to this bar. <laughs> Insane task. It's a minivan season, baby. <laughs> It is. We did not have a minivan. Aww. <laughs> it was multiple trips. It was. It was, it was a lot of work. <laughs> um, so it was a brisk Saturday. A Toronto Saturday in November is not warm by any means. Um, I was in a jacket. I couldn't even be in too heavy of a jacket because I wouldn't, you know, fit in the car or like or like squeeze through the door with like as in with that jacket on while like while carrying a fat CRT. Um, cause we have some fat CRTs, dude. Like, mm. I think, uh, like we don't have many of the, like the small table size box, box CRTs. Like a lot of ours are, oh, this is, you'll, you'll like, you'll find this in someone's, uh, living room about 20 years ago. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I'm uh, not a big fan of the small ones. I like mine yeah, to be at either. least a healthy 18 inches and mm -hmm. if not 20 inches, that's mine. I, I have to two hand that into my local. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, I think we have maybe three or four CRTs that I am able to not to hand. <laughs> so a lot of stuff to transport. We did that. Um, I texted that person. Yep. Uh, logistics. Daniel. Logistics. Yeah. Did all that. Blah, 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 blah. And he's like, we'll let you try it out for free and we'll see what happens. Um, so no venue fee, nothing whatsoever because he was just so psyched to help uh to like run something smash based at his at his venue yeah so why like, not ultimate is... that's a good question for me to ask why <laughs> wouldn't it be an ultimate um, tournament instead of because melee uh, come on there's crts yeah, everybody's fair. like no, what it's not 1995 anymore nerds <clears throat> to totally fair tournament and the very luckily simple ex explanation to that is daniel the owner of the bar grew up on melee 
My guy, let's go. Yeah. So insanely lucky. And and I knew it was too good to be true, but but we kept rolling with it. And everything ran fine. Two weeks. Um, so the second week of November, um, sorry, the, the third week of November, we ran our first event. Um, um, we capped it at 24 entrants because of the venue uh, capacities. Basically, the area at the bar that we had was like this back room where local bands would come perform or like local uh, comedians. And we got like the midday time slot before the evening show started, which is why he was willing to let us have it for free because we weren't competing with any business that he already had. Right. Um, so it was a noon to five tournament and their evening stuff started at 630. So it was the, the it was like the perfect time slot for us. Um so, uh, got everything set up. Twenty-four entrants. We got some very notable players. A lot of people from Pit Smash just transferred over because they were the first people I sort of marketed it to. Um, and then we also had uh, Midnight Blue show up, who's a very prominent Falcon from Canada, super sick player. Um, and uh, and we also had uh, uh, I'm missing names. Uh, Goose Khan, another prominent Falcon from Ontario um slash fox slash he has insane characters <laughs> um that's awesome yeah so it was nice having a, a local in person that had a bit higher skill ceiling than the one we did at uft um because this one was literally next to um a subway station not that the uft one wasn't it's just that people are uh people find going to a bar more fun than going to a basement at a university campus yeah which is fair there. <laughs> um, so another thing that I uh, you know, worked out with the owner of the, of the bar was I was like, dude, I will do literally everything. All you have to do is come, is show up and put me in, like just unlock the door for me at like 1130 so that I can set everything up in 30 minutes. We'll be ready to go. Bracket will start at like 10 after 12. Um, so he was like fine with that. And then I also, you know, with my um, insane levels of uh, uh what's it called um conversation <laughs> um I, I was like you know what maybe what if i entice people to buy food from here but you discount it for anyone that enters and he's like sure <laughs> um so he did it um we had uh, it, it was like 15 percent off for any spectators and entrants that showed up for the tournament so we had about 30 people in the back all of them buying lunch from him and he's like dude this is more money that i made during the day like ever <laughs> because of, like uh uh during uh covid season i mean um right indeed so yeah, he, yep. yeah that's business so he was business. he was he was fully down with it because uh people were down to wait for their orders because they had sets to watch in 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 between so he only had to call up like one of his chefs during the day to to, to like work like work the day shift um and that chef could take their time with like with the orders, and people were totally fine waiting like half an hour for their uh, f for their food to arrive. <laughs> Please, I wait longer a... than a half an hour at some yeah, of these restaurants. Exactly. In my day, there was one oh, day yeah. in Yield, absolutely. 2018. Sorry, go ahead. <clears throat> yeah, no, I, 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 like absolutely, and that uh, was really nice of him to do, and it was nice for the people there because it prevented them from having to walk out into the cold. It gave the venue a bit of business, and it sort of offset giving us the venue for free um so we ran a stream there um we actually started the stream on the second week i i didn't really have it all set up for the first week because i just was more worried about having the tournament starting in week one rather than having a stream broadcast 
Right. Um, setups and stream setup in the 30 minutes yeah. would also be fun. Very yeah, fun. Exactly. <laughs> in a new spot. Oh, yeah. We need um, more so, outlets. That's your problem, not my problem. Pretty, you free pretty venue much. fee. Um, <laughs> act, like, actually, that, that, that was our only problem. We set up uh, 10 CRTs for 24 people, more than enough. People were doing friendlies after like round two, which is what you like to see because that kept people at the venue and it didn't, and it made sure that people that went 0-2 didn't leave. Um, so, uh, <laughs> so uh, basically uh, we did that. The second week came around and happened, same out of entrance. Uh, we, I think we only had one week or two, like we had two weeks where we didn't fill to capacity. Um, but you know, I mean, COVID stuff, understandable. People don't want to travel in, in the cold. Plus it's free to enter and there wasn't a prize pool. Um, so what I started doing from the second week onward was the eight people that go 0 and 2, I would put them in a 4v4 crew battle versus each other on the side after they're done, because they would be done after round two. Um, and, uh, I would give a random person from the winning team a free lunch. Uh, so I spent a couple hundred bucks on lunch over these few weeks um, with no returns, but that's fine. You know, you, sometimes you save a little money and you just got to give it to Melee because that's how because that's how Melee be, man. <laughs> um, so we also got a stream set up, entirely new overlay. Was super, super excited to have everyone see it. People came out. Uh, we had a lot more, you know, viewers just because there were more top players entering. And then um, we also got Moki to come out. Um, not to play, but to like uh, just come out and just support the venue. Um, I'm like a pretty active member in his uh, Discord, so he was down with it. You know, he is not too far from downtown Toronto either, um, so it wasn't a terrible trek for him. So he came down, had a good time, and uh, he also brought uh, Monotheon, Quiggles, you know, prominent Toronto players that are pretty... Um, heavily invested into the competitive scene and have been so for more years than I've been in the game. Um, so shout outs to them, great people. And uh, I could not, you know, thank people enough that have more experience than me for coming down and supporting the event. So we do it for two weeks. Winter break happens. We take our winter break and then we do our, um, what's it called? Uh, and then we sort of just go on break. So basically we did the third week of November, the fourth week of November, the first week of December, and the second week of December. We did, we did it for four consecutive weeks, all, all on Saturdays, noon to five, at this insanely incredible venue. Winter break happened, and then COVID restrictions came back halfway through, uh, halfway through winter break. So that was three months ago. Um, now our TVs are stored in the basement of the bar, and uh, I'm here at my house waiting for the university to let me back because um we because our the university policies sort of prevent us from doing uncapped events externally because we're still run under the school's name um so we have to follow those policies as a student club unfortunately so i'm hoping they get lifted by the time we get to the summer but as of now it is unfortunately looking like we have to go back to our um in-person venue at school which is i'm not obviously not opposed to it i just wish you know we could speed things up a little bit i'm currently in the middle of getting all of that worked out so uh we've pretty much reached the current era of my melee career 
Um, so that is what I'm figuring out right now. And hopefully Pit Smash IRL at the University of Toronto, downtown Toronto, will be back at a stream near you very shortly. Why don't you just call it a different name at the bar? Or is that not... that? Uh, we called it... Right. Sorry. We called it Pit Smash at Clinton's. <laughs> but like, I mean, like entirely like get rid of the school name. Just be like, we're just oh, a bunch of people. Who cares right. what school because, we're coming from? Be, because our budget comes from school funding. Um, and the TVs and the setups are technically properties of the university. Uh-huh. Um, so technically we could just, you know, okay, we're, we're like, this is going to be posted on YouTube, but we could just, you know, just take the TVs and they probably wouldn't notice because nobody really cares that much about Smash Club and the administration. But obviously, allegedly, we would never do that. Well, that um, and the budget, that would probably be what yeah, they would that. care about more. I mean, the budget thing, I could solve more. It's just that getting, starting the whole uh, resource hunt from, like from scratch, it's a lot of work, dude. I have a busy, I'm, I'm busy right now. I, I'm busy with life and being a solo, pretty much a solo TO. Um, it's, it's, it's a lot of work behind the scenes to, to, to like make sure that your consistency uh, with the events that you run is always up to what people expect. And that's what I try to do. You know, I am a man of the people. I try to please the people. And uh, when they are pleased, I'm pleased. So. Just trying to ask the first questions that come to mind. What's awesome yeah. to hear is that you have a place that you can go back to, and it's not a bad spot at all. I personally no, love the, the whole concept of it's like a little gladiator arena for grand finals. That's what it made mm-hmm. me think of. I mean, yep. has anybody tried the Are You Not Entertained line and throw a GameCube <laughs> controller at your face? Because you know you're going to try to do the thumbs up, thumbs yeah. down. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so it definitely has like uh, CEO vibes, um, which is a very cool venue for a tournament where they walk into the boxing ring with like the with like their whole dance or their or their like catwalk <laughs> and everything, and it's 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 beautiful. I love that venue. Um, so uh, hopefully we're going down and we can attract more people because campus uh, student restrictions have been pretty much lifted. So we're we, so we could just up it to like a 48 entrant weekly. And I do think that the Toronto scene has grown enough with Slippy um, and with all the stuff that's happened during the pandemic that we would be able to foster those bigger locals. Um, maybe not on, on, a, on a weekly basis, but at least a bi-weekly basis. Um, and they would obviously still be free entry and the budget would uh, still go to uh, whatever we want to do for the entrance, whether it be, you know, have a monthly pizza party or, or something, or just add it or just make it a pop bonus. Um, but like, again, that is stuff I'm working through on my own. And step one of that is l- begging for the, for the university admins to be like, please just give us back our basement space on Saturdays that literally nobody uses. And uh, literally nobody cleans either. I've never seen a custodian down there in my life. I know you're not spending money on that, on that, on, on that basement. And I know you're just hoarding it for no reason, but it's fine. The, uh, the university has been great with accommodating people with their budget all across COVID. Um, so I'm a little thankful for that. Um, but uh, this, is, this is a very, you know, this is, people are, are just pod champing right now. We are just like, please, I just, I just want to go back to IRL Melee. Um, because it's happening in the States. And Canada, as always, a little bit, little bit slow. Um, uh and uh hard to get upset though in this particular instance oh yeah no i absolutely like 
everyone has their reasons. I understand totally from the admin perspective that it's hard for them to go on a case-by-case -case basis when there's this many cases to deal with. So they do have to just generalize how they deal with student clubs, um, which is unfortunate for smaller clubs like us, but uh, it's beneficial to larger clubs who are given priority when it comes to student spaces. Um, not the biggest issue. We hope to be back uh, in, in time for sometime this month or at least in April, and we hope to continue throughout the entire summer, um, going all the way to the start of the main semester in September. Uh, so I'm very excited to, you know, just, just soft, just soft announce that on this, on this podcast. Well, the best way to put it is, is that it doesn't seem like there's a whole lot more waiting to be had. There mm -hmm. are enough things turning around with yep. the general policy of Ontario and Toronto turning around to opening things up a little bit more that mm -hmm. campus universities and businesses, all that stuff will start to follow because I know that you're not the only club at Toronto who's saying, when are we going to open things back up? Those yep. bigger ones that Toronto cares more about, that the university, I should say, cares more about, mm -hmm. are hearing that plenty from those groups as well. So Absolutely. even if you have to follow the same policy as the people who, quote unquote, get all the attention, it's not like they're saying, ah, take your time, take your time. Yeah. No, they, they want to bring all this kind of stuff back to, mm -hmm. to run. Like they don't hate us. Go. It's just hard for them to deal with so much stuff um, all at once. Understandable. Um, I know the university is a big, fine, private institute, but uh, and they deal with a lot of money, and they're and they're you know more than more than well off to be uh, giving us the budget that we have. So money is not the issue. Um, obviously, just support from the university is not an issue. It's just a time of speeding up the process of getting access again. Um, but it's fine. I'm not. I'm not too frustrated about it. We'll get there, and I, I promise to the good people of uh, Pit Smash and uh, UFT Melee, or just Toronto Melee in general, you will have an IRL local coming to you very soon. And when that um, happens, you want to know. You want to exactly. see the tweet, Shmiz. Where can they find you so that they can see the tweet? Uh, they can find me at uh, Shmiz underscore underscore S C H M E E Z. It should be right here. Or there, or here. Sure. <laughs> Sorry. I'm looking I'm at the Discord make you call do, window. I'm just going to make you do, like, editing magic. It should well, be... It should just be, put it... Gonna be, yeah. Oh, I'm not that good at editing. Just put... It's in the description below. See, you... Yeah, yeah. The viewer, I'm pointing to the description, obviously. The listeners, <laughs> you go and do what you got to do, because... Yeah. Wait, why two underscores, though? Oh, because no underscore was taken, and so was one underscore. <laughs> huh. <laughs> Can we workshop um, that a little people. bit, or do you have to get going? Oh <laughs> uh, no, yeah, for sure. I I definitely have more time. I actually had a couple more things that I wanted to talk about. Yes. Um, okay. Well, let's start. Let's start with, with me, it. and then we'll get to your sure. things. Okay. okay. Perfect. Why are why why not do SSBM or Smash? That would be something instead of two underscores. Because I don't want to be tethered to melee forever. Um, I do want to be a part of the esports community in like for as long as i can be um and melee is obviously my start and right now my entire you know experience in the esports community um sspm shmees i just don't like it because i don't play competitively that much i'm a i'm a to <laughs> I'm, a, <laughs> I'm a to i play with my friends in discord uh i'm i'm very active in in moki's discord shout out to all the good people of uh 
what's their discord called moki and underscore doki very creative name <laughs> um but i can see the inspiration there. No, no you were yeah. probably a fan of smash first and a fan of moki second yeah yeah um i can actually tell you how my how my tag came to be um it's like not a super funny story but i feel like it's also not a super common story um basically when uh i first started uh university um we we sort of uh a lot of my new friends at university, um, they were very fond of Discord. And I was not a big Discord user in, in high school. Mm. Um, so, because for me, it was, for me, it's been a Facebook slash Messenger life pretty much my entire time up until university. Where Facebook and Messenger were, were like still prominent, but for more organized stuff and more organized social like conversations, we would use Discord more. Um, so when we started messing around with, you know, making uh, different discords for our our classes just to you know stay organized and have like uh, group study sessions because it's easier to have them online as a commuter yeah uh, just a preface i did not live on campus i live uh slightly outside of toronto so uh when it when it's when it's cold season my exam study sessions were from this chair and not on campus because it's very cold <laughs> um so yeah, we started messing around with 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 Discord, and I think one of my friends just like tried to spell my name in like Discord TTS, and they like did a type. Okay, my name Shashwat S H A S H W A T. Um, so they like messed up the typo, and the Discord TTS does not sound like a normal human; it sounds very uh, robotic. So that it pronounced the typo like uh, Shmezwat. Um, <laughs> not two e's, just it just i don't i don't know how it pronounced like that because i'm pretty sure the typo was only like two letters um so from that little that little blurb i was like hmm that's kind of that's kind of a funny goofy name from from Schmezwat, we went to Schmezwat because you know what is at the end of my first name and then we went to Schmez because it's like i don't know it's just, it's just a shorter name um and uh and then from the sh i added the c cuz sch is always cooler than sh Huh. So, but Shmeez with just SH is available on Twitter, yeah? Yeah, I don't know, actually. Let me check that. <laughs> All right, let me run a few more by you. Uh, we could do Shmeez if you please. No, Shmeez is taken. No, I'm lucky. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. At Shmeez if you please. I know it's a little long, Ooh. but that's something. Uh, you obviously have, you know, Shmeez official or official Shmeez. You also have TO underscore Shmeez. And vice versa, you could slap it on at the end. You could do sure. <laughs> uh, Shmeez Esports. You could do that. You could do this. I'm just thinking of a couple um, things because I thing love the I underscore thing, but then I yeah. get, I start to, it's like, uh, it's like an avocado. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I'm throwing uh, my opinion in here pretty hard, and I don't want to put I you on the hot I was not a fan of the underscore for the longest time, but it just grew on me because I also made it my Twitch because it's the same thing happened on Twitch. Um, Shmeez was taken, Shmeez underscore was taken. I, I wanted to, I was this close to doing Shmeez IRL. Um, yeah, yeah, like fiction. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, hmm, maybe not. Um, and, and like, it wasn't even because of fiction. It's just like something that people put at the end of their tags in like content creation. And I was like, I'm not really a content creator. And I'm like, maybe the double underscore is just, is just, is just fine. People will know it's me. <laughs> um, um, I was, 
And then another thing I contemplated swapping into was actually grilled shmees, just because it's because it's because it's because it's really funny. <laughs> um, Somebody would like start um, to very confusedly ask you, "Is it something that you make?" And you go, "Oh, bless you, no, it's not." <laughs> oh yeah. Um, so that I think that that like like I think grilled shmees was probably my longest running slippy name, um, just because it's like a really funny. Oh yeah, like, that's uh, fantastic. Playing words, yeah. Um, so maybe I'll swap to that in the near future, but I'm just hoping that the person that has no underscores, um, lets go of it at some point or <laughs> reads my DM that I sent to them like a year and a half ago. <laughs> oh, they don't check um, Twitter. They, uh, they don't check Twitter <laughs> or Twitch. Like the person that has it on Twitch, I think they, I think the last time or like the last update to their, to their channel was like six years ago. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I gotta just wait for that, or take the easy way out, get a couple thousand followers, hit up the Twitch people like, "Yo, want to hook me up with this? Please, pretty please, with a cherry on top," and they'll be like, "Sure." <laughs> <laughs> Are you at in our partner program? And you yeah, go, uh, exactly. "No, not uh, yet." Like, oh, well, almost, that's too almost. Bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, honestly, um, I don't know. Maybe I'll I'll take up streaming after I graduate and start living on my own um because it is fun i like talking to people you you can see i've been i'm a very big rambler um and i hope you're happy with the amount of conversation i put into this because i'm gonna be very tired after this <laughs> i'm an old man i'm about to turn 23 i don't know how old you are so i don't know if that's funny or not <laughs> no that's funny i'm 26 okay great great okay great great okay great because <laughs> it's because it's always unfunny whenever i say it to someone that's like a year younger than me i'm like dude they're like, dude, you're not old. Shut up. And I'm like, dude, I'm, <laughs> I'm getting there. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's that's how my tag, you know, came to be. And I, I was just like, uh, and people like it. People call me by it all the time. People call me by it in person, in like in DMs now too. Um, just because Shashwat, uh, not the easiest pronounceable name. It, it just it just be like that. But it's a cool name though. Um, if you're like, oh, that's such a sick name. I'm still gonna call you Shmiz though. <laughs> Um, because Shmiz is also a, a pretty uh, unique name because I feel like I, I don't know it's just not a, a combination of letters that you see very often <laughs> um, it would be an so excellent yeah. wordle if it were actually oh, yeah, wordable dude. that would hurt people's feelings <laughs> <laughs> dude double E in a Z oh baby that's a that's a wordle for, for, for the history books <laughs> yeah yep it's too bad. Okay, so yeah. you got a couple of things you want to talk about. Yes, Let's go into things. those. Yes. Um, beyond TOing, uh, I've decided to, exp like I said, I do graphic design. I've decided to, you know, push that stuff into Smash, into Melee, and be a part of the community from that side of Smash 2, because that matters. Content creators, as well as graphic designers, Smash is very insanely lucky that they have so many people putting in these artistic efforts to do all this stuff for free. Do you understand how many free skins we get for absolutely no reason beyond the fact that people like to make them? <laughs> that is, if you, if you told someone that was playing Valorant that for some reason, they're like, oh dude, we have these sick custom skins that, that are like cell shaded and they look like anime characters and it's literally free. They'd be like, you are out of your goddamn mind. Cause I have to pay seventy bucks every three months when they when they release a new skin pack, and just to make myself feel like oh I'm included in this community because everyone else is gonna buy them so I have to too. 
and the modders and the artists in this community insanely talented, very inspirational. Um, one of the people that I met recently uh, from Moki's Discord, uh, their name is Vino or Vino underscore net on Twitter. Great artist, fantastic painter, um, obviously does a lot of digital art, uh, trying to, you know, make it as an artist. Um, so if you want to see some really cool paintings, follow Vino underscore net on Twitter. But he has been a great friend so far in as as a fellow artist. And, and, I've, and I've learned a lot about uh, designing for what streamers need. And, uh, and I feel like I've gotten really good at it because I have been asked to do emotes for a lot of people now i'm a big emote person in this match community no big deal though um, <laughs> um uh, uh i i don't know I, it's just a really fun little quirky thing that i like to do um because i feel like emote art is very underappreciated sometimes and uh to all the people that are out there making creative emotes that go with your channel's brand or go with whoever you're making them for um, you're doing great work and uh, people will come to you like eventually because people will realize the significance of being unique on the content creation platform as it grows or as it gets more saturated. Because uh, five years ago, you could just go live on Twitch and people would watch you. That's, that's literally how it worked. Um, now, there is an insane number of zero viewer people who have put in the effort but just don't have that unique factor. Um, because they're just trying to like replicate something right rather Follow than the formula yeah exactly and dude people out here people are here thinking i'm just going to follow this formula but the secret fact is is uh the formula is is very heavily based on luck <laughs> um the formula is very heavily based on luck and your ability to convey ideas in a manner that is not already being done by tens of hundreds of people um and so from that perspective it's not really luck because being unique is not lucky but also if you are uh, unique without putting an effort without putting in the same level of effort you're technically lucky um <laughs> uh, so all so from them like all this stuff that i've done for uh streamers like moki zane i've made an hbox emo i made uh, an wow. mew emo yeah I made uh, a Swift email. I made multiple Swift emotes actually, because you know Swift fellow Pikachu brethren got the had to support them getting into Summit. Was uh, a, uh, I, I like to say I put in a lot of effort, you know, helping them market their Summit campaign. Um, you did do a lot of retweeting was... in that time. Good for yeah. you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I even made a TikTok account during 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 that time. Um, but yeah, that was a, a very a very fun part um, of just. You know, just being a part of the community in a different way that wasn't a player or as a TO. Um, and now, currently at the moment, I'm sort of back in the in the TO grind for uh, Moki's monthly, Moki's Dojo, um, which runs the first Sunday of every month. So tomorrow, actually, um, uh, tomorrow is the sixth iteration of it. So um, I was introduced to this community in Moki's Discord about like nine months ago 10 months ago um and i've been pretty active in there since and i made great friends all the people there uh you guys know who you are i'm not trying to say your names on a podcast that you didn't give me a uh, permission for but you know who you are <laughs> um uh shout outs to you um and 
so I got asked to help run this tournament alongside some of Moki's mods, some of Moki's other mods. And uh, we've been growing for six iterations now. Um, and this is an online bracket. Obviously, I have some experience with, with, with online brackets, but this is one that's streamed on a top player stream, meaning people are more enticed to join it. And all I have to do is uh, make the marketing more broad and not more specific because I don't have to put in as much effort to get people to join this one. So I am just dumping it in every Discord I'm in, uh, in, in the, in the, in the self-promo channel. And uh, that's, just, uh, that's just how mailing marketing works, dude. Because if you yourself are not a big name, um, you just have to reach out to platforms where big names exist and are active. And you just hope you get lucky. Again, it's all... Um, the formula is just to increase the chances of something going your way. There is no formula to guarantee it, which is probably the best way to put it. Um, in what makes something a successful piece of content or what makes someone a successful content creator. Um, so we're very excited to run that um, tomorrow. Um, and we have some top players entering. We've, we've finally coaxed Zane into entering it. Uh, IBDW has been on the fence a little. Wait, Please, which, Zane, which Zane is coming? Uh, I, I think it might be the Marth, dude. The Zane? <laughs> Now yeah. Zane's gonna yeah. win. <laughs> um, well, our last iteration, our grand finals was Vintage versus Bobby. Vintage, uh, a very you know prominent member from Camp Zane, um, beat Bobby in grand finals, and Bobby is hoping to get some get some vindication uh, this Sunday, and we'll see what happens. But it's gonna be a very very spicy tournament. Um, you'll see it on Moki stream. Moki does like to solo commentate. Um. So it's it's very so for me I, I just sit in a Discord call and make sure that people know where their where their matches are and what to do, um, and uh, it's 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 a very like fun Sunday pretty much. Um, it does get a little bit stressful to start off with because I think last like Monkey's Dojo Five was the first time we, we crossed a hundred entrants because like I said I literally throw it in so many discords and obviously melee online huge resource for just attracting people that are always fiending for online online brackets. Because people want that experience. People want to be competitive in this game now more than ever, uh, which is which is so good for us. Which is I'm so happy to say that competitive melee, maybe not at the top level, but at the mid and low level, is more than likely at its peak, more than it's ever been before. Uh, and I feel like I'm very comfortable in that statement because of the amount of resources that we have now, and obviously huge shout out to Slippy and the team behind. Slippy, including Fizzy and all of uh, all of uh, Fizzy's brethren, <laughs> um, I could not have done any of this without you guys. Because there's no shot you catch me running an online tournament with 100 people on old netplay. <laughs> no shot. Um, yeah, there's actually no shot. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's uh, that that is uh, my current thing going on in progress. Um, but yeah, uh, speaking of my emotes and stuff, I. I've been told that I have a bit of a talent for this type of stuff. Um, I'm not trying to brag, but some of them are pretty, pretty insane emotes. <laughs> um, so I think what I want to get into next is actually doing uh, commission work for content creators and uh, just putting myself out there uh, based on another skill set that I have that isn't TOing. Um, and I feel like graphic design has, has, has always been a big part of my life. Like, I got into graphic design, what, like, I started using Photoshop and Illustrator seven years ago, maybe, um, 
and I'm not saying that it's a short period of time. Like I'm saying, it's just been a continuous part of my life um, before I was even into Melee. Uh, so just having that spill over and just overlap with stuff that I'm interested in, in the whole content creation and the whole Melee scene, um, it's been it's been so nice. Um, I am um, going to, you know, try to make more uh, designs for like prints that people can, you know, get printed or like put on t-shirts and, 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 and whatnot, because I feel like my sense of style has been pretty uh, successful in terms of attracting casual smashers. Um, just to give an example, I was a part of the merch drop for the Galint fall open um, that happened at the end of last year. Um, I made six designs or yeah, six designs for their for their merch. I wanted all and, of them. Uh, I just couldn't do it at uh, the time. Just couldn't yeah, do yeah. It. I think I yeah. I think my like my hoodie's right there. But oh, um, that's the one I wanted. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. give me a second. I'll I'll I'll, I'll pull it up. <laughs> I wanted that one so bad. Now I have to look at it again. Look at it, knowing that I'm missing out on one yeah. of the best hoodies that have ever been made from the Smash community. Yeah, this is like uh, this is a uh, look at uh, that. <laughs> It's so good. It. It's so beautiful. I love it so much. Yeah. So I'm very much into this min like this minimalistic vector art design type feel because uh, it's something that's really easy to put onto physical merchandise and therefore easier to monetize than complex pieces of art, which can really only be bought as digital assets or like prints. And obviously, I I mean like I'm no I'm no genius, but I know that people don't just want like melee posters on their wall hanging in an excessive amount. And I've learned from from the sales that I've had from that from that video right there that stuff that is more subtle is what attracts the casual spectator or the competitive casual spectator. Our definitions for competitive spectator and casual spectator are are really are really weird because I feel like even our 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 casuals. They all know. They all know how to wave dash. <laughs> um, but they're. Uh, but yeah. So doing that was a great experience for me because that actually outsold any of Glint's previous merch uh, by I think two times. Um, and this was their third tournament or fourth tournament. So obviously, like it hasn't been that long. But it. But it was still a pretty big number for what I expected to get from that. From that. From that merch drop. So there, I was like, hmm, maybe my maybe my brain works in a way that can attract melee people, or just smash people, or just you know, people of whatever content I decide to get into. Um, so that that's how I was inspired to go on to make more like emotes and and like and like more uh, graphics for smash people, um, and hopefully gonna continue to expand that with a commission sheet in the future or a print shop, which I literally just opened yesterday, and I'm gonna put some alternatives of that design up up there may make a snowy like winter edition may make a spring edition and a fall and a summer edition um go on yeah so people people like i hope people will be attracted to it like i think i wish other ones that i get for myself i also got the pikachu one with like with like with like the leaves all around him um that one was my little shout out to uh swift making it into summit or just you know um because it's a pikachu with a red hat and and the and the Galint logo on on the red hat. So uh, again, thank you, Swift, for being huge inspiration. Same thing with Axe. Obviously, it's just that Axe hasn't been super like as active in the in the online years. Um, but yeah, just having that succeed, just you know, 
lets me hold on to that inspiration that, okay, I know kind of what I'm doing. I just need to narrow my focus a bit, not spread myself too thin and have this working for me on, on the side while I deal with turning into an adult. Um, cause, uh, that, that is also a challenge that is coming up. Um, currently, um, so this fall I start my final year or my final two semesters. Uh, and then I graduate about a year and a month from now, uh, a, a year or two months from now. Um, right now I'm actually in my like internship year. So I'm like working full time, uh, while taking a class on the side. So, uh, it hasn't been as busy as my like regular school years, but a nine to five job has, has been, has been doing the numbers on me. Um, especially for some months. Um, uh, but it's gotten me more comfortable with having to deal with it and, you know, being able to do all my hobbies and stuff on the side. So I feel like I'm a little better equipped to handle being an adult a year and a half from now. Um, so I'm excited and scared for that. But uh, I know people now that are in the same position, know people now that were in the same position. And uh, I've taken advice from a lot of people and, you know, just having conversations with people that are in positions that you want to be in. Uh, it's so undervalued. It's uh, it's uh, it's just like you cannot get a better um, like like you cannot get better insight than people that are doing what you want to do. Right. Um, and I feel like people just sort of people don't take that as seriously as they should. And uh, I and I feel like not just with Smash, you know, people that are in Smash are not all into Smash um, as in like their whole life isn't smash it's always smash is their main thing and they have a side thing going or they have a main thing and smash is their side thing going and so i feel like being able to find that part of your life or like be like being able to find balance in those parts of your life is a very important factor um in being able to enjoy both those parts of your life uh cuz i feel like if one of them starts to get stressful you are either not balancing it right, you're putting too much effort into one and not into the other, or you're just not enjoying the one that you're not having fun in because that's, that's literally, I mean, by, like by definition. <laughs> um, but uh, I, f I feel like just getting advice from more experienced people has always been um, something I'm, I'm super keen to do. Um, so shout outs to anyone that I've ever asked a question and a huge shout out if you've uh, replied to me. <laughs> Huge shout outs to the Wannabes podcast for me because that's how I decided that I wanted to do it. I talked to Wasabi and JD when I found their podcast. I told mm -hmm. them how much I liked it. They made me feel empowered to try to do this myself. I was able to semi-recently turn around the favor. Shout outs to Behind the Pencil, which is something oh. that Mikey Tabletop is doing, aside from also having the BDE podcast. <laughs> which is not what you think it stands for. Right. <laughs> Big drink energy, I think. it. You know yeah, what? Yeah, I'm not yeah, going to speak that too far. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. But the point is, is that I was able to get some great advice from somebody who does a Melee podcast. I just turned around and started doing it myself. And I didn't pass it on to somebody else who's doing a Melee podcast, but is doing a, a, doing a podcast of their own because they listened to mine and said, hey, do you have any pointers? And I said... Oh, yes, I do. Absolutely. I would have you to answer your question. And I may have typed one too many paragraphs, but Mikey was great about it. So shout outs to mm -hmm. Behind the Pencil. Can't wait for that to mm -hmm. take off. Yeah. Oh, just one more thing that, that I have to make sure I shout out because uh, otherwise Slum is going to be mad at me. I mean, not that he told me to do this. It's just that 
his tournament, like his salt passion, mine is the best daggum tournament. Yeah. It's so good. Mm-hmm. His passion for the Smash community might be unparalleled with the level of experience he has as a TO. Mm-hmm. It is he is so new to this TOing thing, but he's doing such a phenomenal job. And being able to help him like help him out in in the beginning. And now he's just, you know, uh, self-sufficient. Um, he's doing a great job. And he's and he's an insane player. He is on he's he's a box falcon now, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um so he is joining the rectangle regime. As I as as I like to call them. <laughs> um, rectangle supremacy, yeah, he, yes. <laughs> yeah, he he shout out to him, and he shout out to him for getting me on commentary for a couple of the, of the salt mine brackets. Mm-hmm. Um, and all chat esports, his yeah, his and, and esports team, yep, yeah, huge, huge, uh, huge supporters of the of the of the melee community. And shout out to Nightclub for uh, le- letting me do commentary on their stream. Um, Thank you, Ryobi. I, I'm glad you believed in me without knowing who I was or if I existed or not. But I think I did a great job because uh, you were happy with it. So um, I'm looking forward to doing more commentary in the future. I do like talking very much so. I do like talking about Melee very much so. And I do like talking to other interesting people like yourself. Uh, Cypher, Jesse, Cypher. <laughs> but yeah, um, I think that's... Uh, I think that's that's all I had to talk about. Any questions? <laughs> yeah, so I did ask you where the people can find you earlier, but... Right, yes. We already know. It's Shmi's underscore underscore. I think the yes, other sir. thing that I'll say for, for to, to wrap us up is that mm-hmm. the Melee community has had a bit of a change in, in tone ever since the salt mine came through and introduced yep. the idea of hey we should have people pay to enter into these tournaments yours you, you talked you talked to me about how it was free to enter and, and has mm-hmm. been consistently free to enter partially because of a budget afforded by the university of toronto partially because the reading of the room was nobody can really charge people to enter in an online weekly or an online exactly. event in general yeah. and so now that we've gotten to the point where TMT is bankrolled by FlyQuest, which is really, really cool, and I feel like without without this being something that I know about, I want the next thing to be an online tournament, either acting as a qualifier or just a direct sponsor saying, hey, whoever wins this tournament, you are going to get flown out to this big IRL yeah. event. That's what I want to see next. Exactly. That I, is, I think yeah. that all starts because of the hard work that you and other TOs did over the course of the pandemic of making online events viable by figuring out those steps of saying, we don't want people to wait 45 minutes or an hour from going down from winners to losers before playing their first loser set. We don't want anyone to feel like that they're just sitting at a computer playing a game. We want the stream to be fun. We want the bracket to be fun. We want the experience from start to finish to be something that doesn't replace IRL melee because you can't replace it but you have to find a way to make it uh, make it feel fun and make it feel the same warm fuzzy feelings that keep insane players like us playing melee exactly. you got to find exactly. a way to make it so that people want to come back instead of feeling obligated to come back Shmiz, you are 100%. a big part of that picture especially for the northeastern 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 yes, part of the north yeah. american yeah. north american yep. Co- yep. country yep. scope so yeah thank you so much appreciate it yeah uh, and thank you for having me and, and just just to like reiterate on your on your whole prize pool thing obviously because like 
we'd already narrowed our pool of possible entrants by region locking it because internet was our like the first like our first concern right first big enemy um, <laughs> yeah exactly and so already having narrowed that pool of players i just I had no intention of making money off of it um, just because I'm a student right now. I'm, I'm self-sufficient in my own little bubble and nothing outside that um, is something that I really need at the moment. Because uh, um, when you have school, like there's, there's very few other things that, that uh, you can sort of, you know, work or like dream about. They're like, oh, I'm going to go do this because, dude, I got like six courses a semester I do not have any time during the semesters other than the time I like take out for like once a week or once every two weeks to like play in, in our weekly or organize our, our biweekly. Um, and just being busy has, and that was nice because um, I had a job at the moment and I didn't need the monetization. It was just nice to let people experience something like that for free. And now that people like Slum and FlyQuest and TMT are building on that, I only hope to see it move in the upwards direction, having the incentives for entering and continuously being active at lower level tournaments um, just keep on going higher because that is the only way to help our foundation grow. And as our foundation grows, the entire community grows. So, yeah. Shmise, thank you so much for joining me on Bottom of the Smash Mountain. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Um, thank you to everyone that is watching make sure you support cypher um follow me if you want um i sometimes tweet funny things but most importantly follow cypher because he has had some massive guests on this podcast and i am i'm i'm sure he will continue to do so and bringing us content like this is always super entertaining uh could not ask for more from a great uh, creator like yourself appreciate it thank you all right